You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on the Ocho. It is Wednesday, July 22nd, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that this is a magnificent hump day for you. Uh, a little bit full disclosure here, recording this a little bit earlier than usual, uh, so apologies if something crazy happened on Tuesday evening. Uh, we didn't get to it, but remember, as always, if something crazy did happen, we will have an emergency episode of the Ocho, but um, I don't anticipate anything crazy happening, honestly. I mean, this is um, this week, as we've talked about a lot, uh, is pretty organized, is pretty structured at the very least. Uh, tests have to happen, negative results have to happen, time has to be, you know, something that goes on and then another test has to happen and so on and so we know the Dallas Cowboys rookies reported at training camp on Tuesday uh, and again so now it's a waiting game we know that quarterbacks and injured players will report tomorrow on Thursday the third day and we know that the rest of the team will report six days from now next Tuesday July 28th um, so really again there's there's not much that can happen that is unexpected uh, right now I think the the biggest news that you know can or could or should be happening with regards to really any NFL team um, is rookie contracts because not every rookie contract is signed. Some teams have some done. Some teams have all of them. Some teams entered this week with none of them. Uh, we learned on Tuesday that the Cowboys and their fourth round pick Reggie Robinson the second. I remember that we talked to his head coach from Tulsa, Coach Philip Montgomery, uh, a few months ago here on the show. So if you want, you can go back and you can listen to that interview. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we got to learn just kind of who Reggie is, the type of player he is, um, etc. But the Cowboys reportedly agreed to terms on a rookie contract with Reggie Robinson. Again, you know, even that though, I mean, while it is news that rookies are uh, either agreeing to terms on their contracts or signing their contracts or whatever the case may be, th these aren't shocking deals because we're so far removed from the days where rookies would hold out and they would get all this money, etc. Uh, the rookie wage scale introduced in 2011 really kind of got rid of that suspense. Um, so, for maybe the last time in a long time, this is one of the most chill weeks uh, where NFL activity is happening, uh, but there shouldn't be any real gigantic NFL news because you think about it, you know, this time next week, technically, all NFL teams should be fully operating training camps and having Zoom meetings and having some physical meetings and doing this and doing that and whatever. 
Whether there is officially no preseason, again, at the time of this conversation, it is not official, 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 you know, throw away the lock uh, and hide the key or whatever it is. Um, Not that level of official that there will be no preseason, but it is very much expected that that will be the case. Obviously, the NFL uh, agreed to those terms, and so now it's just a matter of dotting the I's and crossing the T's. But um, with no preseason, then, you know, it's just training camp and it's just working out and it's just um, kind of installing things. And then, boom, it is regular season time. And I, I know that, you know, time and we've said these things. I mean, time has stood still and time has also flown by. Um, believe me, the last few months feel like forever. But in many ways, they also, because they blended together, feel like they just started. Uh, I know that that's a dichotomy, but um, it's it's crazy easy to think that we are like seven weeks away from the regular season beginning. In fact, isn't it seven weeks from tomorrow? Um, So that's what, 50 days that we are away from an NFL regular season game between the Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs. Um, So it's it's coming quick. I'm not 100% certain on this. I'm going to guess. I know I referenced this on uh, the 750 this week with Tony. I think that we are closer to the NFL regular season beginning than we are to the last dance ending on ESPN. I could be right. I, I, I could be wrong. I'm not totally certain. Uh, but uh, either way, it's it will get here somewhat fast. Uh, in some ways, it will take a long time. But you know that's that's not a long time, and with stuff starting to happen, it's it's exciting. Um, we should conceivably. I know we talked also about the limited amount of people on site. You know, in terms of reporters and media and whatnot, but we should start to get. Um, you know, th- I know this sounds weird and ridiculous, but we should start to get like photos of of players. I mean, you know, think think about this. Think about how many photos exist of Mike McCarthy in Cowboys gear. Because the answer is not a lot. I mean, you know, the answer is, is really, very, really very low. Mike McCarthy obviously went to the combine uh, with all his Cowboys garb on. And then that was it because the draft was socially distanced. There haven't been any OTAs or minicams or anything like that. Uh, so hopefully we should start to get stuff like that uh, to get us even more excited and more hyped up for the season. Speaking of, though, um, something very interesting uh, that I wanted to talk about um, today. Uh, I wrote about this as well at blogoftheboys.com. So PFF, uh, the fine folks over at Pro Football Focus, have been uh, ranking different position groups and stuff, and uh, they think very highly of the Cowboys wide receiver group. Uh, Shocker there. Uh, But they ranked all of the linebacking cores across the NFL. And... uh, The Dallas Cowboys, according to PFF, have the second best linebacker group in the NFL. Uh, Here's their first paragraph again. This is over at Pro Football Focus. In 2018, the Cowboys had the second highest graded linebacking core in the league, 80.2, and they dropped to 11th with a 66.2 grade last season. They enter 2020 with one of the best units in the league as the core remains intact, led by Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. Van Der Esch was limited to just 510 snaps last season and took a step back with a 58.5 grade after a 2018 campaign in which he posted an 84.4 mark that ranked fifth in the league. Expect Van Der Esch to return closer to his 2018 form as he missed 14.5% of his tackles last season compared to just 8.9% in 2018. Now, there's no you know, no debating that Leighton Van Der Esch was one of the best linebackers in the NFL in his rookie season. Um, and I think we all 
at the very least hope, but on some level believe that that is the player that Leighton Vander Esch truly is. He was just inhibited by injuries last year. And I think that most Cowboys fans are actually willing to believe this. I think most Cowboys fans are definitely willing to accept um, that Leighton Vander Esch was just hampered by injuries and is going to bounce back hopefully with a force in 2020. I think the player, though, that a lot of Cowboys fans have kind of not given up on, but just kind of, you know, just just kind of put in a different, you know, part of their minds is Jalen Smith. Because Jalen doesn't have that, you know, that excuse, if you want to call it that. Jalen um, really disappointed a lot of people. And then, you know, the whole brand thing didn't help. Um, and so while you can certainly argue that Leighton Vanderesh's uh, Vander injury, excuse me, uh, was the biggest reason for his individual lack of success in 2019, you can also say that was the case for Jalen Smith. I mean, not having Leighton out there, I mean, you heard the stats I just read off. That really, really made a difference for everybody involved with the Dallas Cowboys linebackers. In fact, the best Cowboys linebacker last season was undoubtedly Sean Lee and and it was really just two games Sean Lee uh, against the Giants uh, the Black Cat game and then against the Rams was fantastic those are the two best games played by an Alice Cowboys linebacker last season and if Leighton Vanderesh is I hate to generalize and say if he's good again but if he is good again then the Cowboys defense as a whole is probably doing really well um, and so you know it was a few now maybe a couple months ago I know I wrote about this um at the site, but NFL.com listed team MVPs uh, for every team entering this season, and they chose Leighton for the Cowboys, and I think that's fair. I think if you if you let me choose, right? If if you let me choose and say, RJ, you could ha- get the best possible version of whatever player you chose for the Cowboys in 2020, which one would you choose? I would take Leighton Vanderesh because him playing at his best possible level is a rising tide that really, really, really elevates the boats around him. I mean, it would be obviously awesome to say Dak Prescott because if your quarterback's playing well, then obviously things are going well. But I you know, I believe in that happening uh, one way or the other. I would choose Leighton in this particular exercise. Um, so, you know, that is uh, what it is. But I, I just... You know, at first glance, it's a little weird to say that the Cowboys are the second best linebacking group in the NFL. Uh, For what it's worth, PFF only had the Seattle Seahawks ahead of them. Um, I think most Cowboys fans would disagree with that, but uh, maybe we're all being a little bit too harsh, um, you know on the Cowboys. But either way, uh, two other things before we get out of here. Uh, The first is that Michael Bennett retired on Tuesday. That's right. Uh, Michael Bennett, uh, my fellow fighting Texas Aggie, uh, Michael Bennett announced his retirement on Instagram on Tuesday um, after really an impressive career. Uh, Won a Super Bowl, played for a lot of teams. People forget uh, his first team was actually the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, And uh, there was a, I think it was a Saturday night game in 2000. 11 uh where the cowboys were in tampa on a saturday night it was december i remember there were poinsettia tree or poinsettia plants uh on the nfl network set because it was an nfl network game and that was the yeah it was 2011 because it was the Laron robinson year um and so obviously michael bennett would end up on the seahawks would win the super bowl be a big part of of that whole unit um and then wound up on the philadelphia eagles then the new england patriots and then last year right before the trade deadline was uh, acquired by the cowboys that was a great move by them and a lot of people thought that maybe they should retain him but um you look at it from a defensive tackle perspective the cowboys have already done a lot bringing in gerald mccoy don terry poe and drafting neville gallimore um 
you know, the Cowboys are uh, one of, what, two teams that uh, at one point or another employed both Bennett brothers as they drafted Michael Bennett and then obviously traded, or excuse me, Martellus Bennett, and then um, <laughs> and then traded for Michael last year. The New England Patriots are, of course, the other team. Um, Martellus won Super Bowl 51 with them, the uh, the incredible 28-3 comeback. He actually almost caught the game-winning touchdown in that uh, that incredible game. But, um, but Michael Bennett, you know, I think was a really good player for the Cowboys. Cowboys um, during his short stay, but honestly, he'll probably be most remembered, and I wrote this uh, over at the site, for his his impassioned speech that he gave after the Thanksgiving Day loss against the Buffalo Bills uh, in the locker room, because that was really the point, I think, where it became just about universally accepted that Jason Garrett's time in Dallas was was over. Um, and that was very, very obvious that Michael Bennett, you know, who had been to and been through a lot of really successful organizations, um, I don't, I'm certainly not trying to speak for Michael Bennett, but it, it was obvious that he was not used to losing games that he should win. And the Cowboys should not have lost, as great as the Bills were last year, the Cowboys should not have lost that game, and they did, which was just, again, yeah, part of the mess that the 2019 season was for them. Um, but so that, um, you know, happy trails to Michael Bennett. I'm sure that he will do something uh, fun in retirement. He and his wife have a podcast. Um, and I believe Martellus signed a deal with Disney this offseason, if, if I'm not mistaken there. So uh, they have always um, certainly uh, been uh, personalities that have shined differently uh, as uh, compared to most NFL players. So what they do after football will be interesting. But finally, uh, speaking of former Cowboys, uh, a little bit of news popped up on Tuesday about Greg Ellis, also once upon a time a defensive lineman for the Cowboys. I was listening to um, the latest episode of the Trap Draw podcast with the guys from No Laying Up, and they were talking about Randy Moss, and everybody knows, of course, that the Cowboys took Greg Ellis over Randy Moss in 1998, speaking of Thanksgiving Day and really disappointing things or whatever. Uh, But Greg Ellis uh, was recently named the head coach of Texas College, an HBCU institution in Tyler, Texas. Texas. Uh, now, Texas College already announced that they will not be playing football this fall uh, due to COVID-19, um, so we won't get to see Greg Ellis in action until 2021 there, but um, very cool. Very cool to see Greg Ellis having success um, you know, in his post-football uh, as a player uh, career, and um, very, very cool anytime Cowboys are doing things like that, um, and uh, certainly lots of former Cowboys in the, uh, the coaching business. Um, I mean, you think about last year's coaching staff was filled with all sorts of former Cowboys so uh shout out to Greg Ellis kind of it, it's hard to be an underrated I, I I'm not trying to speak you know um negatively of Greg Ellis but I wouldn't call him a legend uh but it's it's hard to be an underrated really great player for the Cowboys and somehow uh Greg Ellis managed to be that person but uh it is what it is later today you will have a brand new episode of Talking the Star make sure you do subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast feed wherever you get your podcast you get two episodes every single day right here on our network or available wherever you get your podcast Apple devices Spotify TuneIn Radio every single other if you need you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram I am at RJ Ochoa. You can also shoot me an email, rj.ochoa at And you can also do me a favor and have the absolute best Wednesday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.
support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.